are geek-centric, and you can be too. What's up, geeks, and welcome back to the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Justin, and today we have a special episode where we get a chance to talk to three different Canadian animators who worked on Marvel Studios' first animated series, What If?, But before we get to that, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a part of our ongoing series we're calling Behind the Geeks, where we interview a guest who has worked behind the scenes or been a part of any of the things that we love, from movies, TV shows, gaming, toys, collectibles, and all things geek-centric. Joining us today, as I mentioned, we have three different animators who worked on Marvel Studios' animated series, What If? We have Genevieve DeBien, Anthony DeNino, and Stephen Wong. Nate, Kevin, and myself each had the opportunity to discuss with them their roles and their inspirations for finding a career in animation. Now, before we get into it, we should mention that we will be talking about their roles in relation to the episodes that they worked on, so there will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen any of the series, please be warned, as we will not be holding back. Well, now that that's out of the way, let's get into it. First up, we have my interview with Genevieve Zibien, lead animator at Squeeze Studio Animation based out of Quebec. Genevieve worked on episode 3, What If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes, episode 5, What If Zombies, and episode 7, What If Thor Was an Only Child. Genevieve shares some interesting insights that led to new techniques being learned while working on these episodes. Enjoy. Hello, Genevieve, and thank you for joining us on the podcast. I'm really excited to uh, to be able to chat with you and uh, learn more about what you do and and uh, basically your role on Marvel's first animated series of, of What If. It's very exciting. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Um, well, let's get right into it. Uh, so, you know, for all of us who might not necessarily know the ins and outs of, of the various roles on, on animated productions, uh, would you be able to let us know what exactly does an animation lead do? Uh, well, we make sure the, the storyboard is uh, is correctly uh, represented in our animation. Pose the characters so the action is correctly uh, represented and make sure yeah. the, the personality of the character are there and that the action is going to be uh, correct uh, considering what the clients want. Right, exactly. So, and obviously using the storyboard as your your sort of North Star in terms of keeping that guide, that's that's fantastic. So that, that means then quite quite literally you're in charge of like the sort of action and, and sort of the movement of of those characters through through scene to scene essentially yeah exactly and as a lead uh, we have to like do some management make sure all the artists have everything they need there's no blocking things uh, with right. them so yeah that, that that's super nice and we also do some uh, review of uh, the shots sometimes and uh, we make sure the back and forth with the client is working well. Awesome. Well, that's great. That's that's so good because, like, honestly, there there are so many different roles that play a part in in the animation process. So it's really nice to know a little bit more in depth about what anima- an animation lead does specifically. Um, but you know, I we, we got sent your your bio and and it seemed like uh, we're on a a bit of a career journey um, to kind of get to to where you were working in animation. So so what really was that motivation for you to want to pursue a career in animation? Well, it took some time for me to find that that superb uh, domain, if I, I, I yeah. can say. Um, I, I started 
in in psychology and uh, at university i didn't even wow. th thought about the fact that i could be an animator but uh so, someone told me about that program we have at uh, Laval University in right. Quebec City. Yes. So that's where I started. I just tried it and see if that was what I wanted. I knew 3D was kind of something really in interesting. I didn't know that I wanted to do specifically animation, but uh, years after years, like uh, uh, as I was discovering like all the, the little uh, department possible embranchment of that profession, I chose eventually to go with animation. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I, I studied visual arts and, you know, it was painting, drawing, illustrating and photography. And I kind of navigated a path like that. But I, it, it's always interesting how our ambitions or, or what we think we might want to do don't necessarily translate. To, and we become in a more fulfilling role of what we love to do. So I love that. I love that. Let's talk specifically, though, about about this series. Now, as I, as I have it, you, you worked on episodes three, five and seven of What If. So I have two questions for you. Okay. So the first, the first question in regards to these various episodes, which of these episodes was your favorite to work on and why? And then the other side of that question is, were there any challenges that you felt like that you had to overcome with any of these episodes? So let's start with which one was your favorite? Uh Especially after watching them on Disney Plus, I think the seventh, uh, the one with uh, uh, "What if Thor were an only child?" It 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 was really fun. I like the the tone. It's really light. It's joyful. It's not that serious. Right. Uh, so yeah, the, I think that was my favorite one to watch. Right. Um, and regarding the challenge, uh, I'd say one of the thing uh, that was kind of one of my biggest challenge or, or my biggest first challenge on the show was on the zombie episode. We had a shot, like a sequence of action where the cape is like taking wrists and ankles of some character and like clots in general are not easy to animate uh, right. in animation like if you have some simulation it's it's not that bad but if you want to end animate it it's uh, it's a challenge yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, it, it wasn't that easy to make it look like uh, it was really taking uh, the risks and things like that so uh, we had to come up with a solution where um, like in one frame it's like a switch that isn't really perceptible for the the, the people right. who are watching the show but we switched to um, another uh, mesh like we call it in 3d it's like a, another object and it's okay. kind of a wristband uh, and the, the cape itself is like changing its shape uh, and uh, it, it kind of go behind the geometry of the end. So you would think <laughs> that the, the cape correctly like uh, sp the spin and roll uh, uh, with the wrist, but in fact, it, it's all magic. <laughs> it's wow, like that's all crazy. <laughs> right. So like so like so some new techniques and some new learns definitely came out of of working on 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 that episode really at the end of the day, right? Oh so, yeah, totally. We all learn a that's, lot. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's so good. Um so you know, sticking with obviously the MCU and, and you know uh, the mystery of if, if there will be a season two, we, we obviously don't know. But is there, if there was, is there anywhere or anyone in the MCU that you would personally love to work with? And and maybe like a, if, if it's a setting or a character uh, that you would be excited to to feature in, in an episode? Mm, I mean, there, there, there's always not enough of Spider-Man. I think <laughs> I really <laughs> like that character. So if it well, yeah, be, he uh... was he was the heart 
of the zombies episode in many yeah. ways. And uh, I think that that to your point, yeah, it was it was one of the highlights to see him sort of anchored and featured so so uh, so great in that. W- was it fun working on the zombies one? Like I think that one has a, had a lot of like anticipation and expectations based on fans and their excitement for seeing zombies going into the making that specific episode. Was that in the back of your mind? Was 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 there a lot of attention to sort of, you know, paying homage to the right sort of uh, aspects of like the look and feel? Yeah, yeah, totally. It was challenging, but it was also very exciting. I mean, Marvel they have they have high expectation, but we, right. we totally loved trying to meet them. <laughs> yeah, that's. And yeah, it was nice because uh, I mean, most of the zombies are like real characters, so. Yes. It's like, how would that character move if he was a zombie? It's something that is really interesting to work with. That's awesome. That's great. Now, I, 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 as we kind of like wrap this up here, I, I would love to know, you know, what excites you about the work that you do? Like, what, what is the exciting factor? Obviously, other than just being able to, you know, put zombies in an episode or, you know, make Thor look like a party animal, you know, what, <laughs> what absolutely excites you about the work that you do? Well, I think working in teams like on such a, a, an amazing project, like doing problem solving, but mm-hmm. as a group and trying to collaborate find a solution. Yeah, yeah, it's really what I like about being an animator and also yeah. about being a lead because when you're a lead, sometimes you have to work with other departments more yes. than just the animation. And I think yeah. it's really nice. Yeah, did that, that, when you talk about that, did that pressure ever get to you or was, was your team really that support to kind of like, know that there was no real there was really no pressure right because you know it, it seems like they're they're extensions of you right in in many ways as you as you move through the various you know uh, levels if you will of production uh was there a lot of pressure on that uh i mean yeah well the pressure is always there we want to the show to be awesome so we always have to push ourselves but it wasn't to a point that was not fun to work with uh, i think all the team loved to work on character like yeah. that. And we had really nice uh, memories of working uh, on that show. Awesome, that's great. Um, maybe just as a, like a, a throwaway question here, was there another episode that you didn't work on that was one of your favorites? Uh, I love the second one with... Uh, uh, oh yeah, Star-Lord T'Challa. Yeah, 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 yeah that's the one. Yeah, th- yeah. there was such a, a, a big, uh, there was such a number, a high number of characters that... Yeah. Ah, it, featured it. It was so yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And it was also just really good to see, you know, Chadwick. He's he was kind of like layered throughout this in, in, entire series. Um, but it was so great to just to just get that reminiscent sort of effect of, of him being being back in the MCU. Um, OK, as we wrap things up here, you know, it's one of those things that uh, we would love to know. Uh, you know, I, I'm a creative person. I, you're a creative person. And I'm sure, you know, outside of the creative work that we do, uh, there's there's things that we love to like watch or read or, or just, you know, just to kind of unwind and, and stay inspired. Uh, so I would love to know, are, are you watching anything? Are you reading anything? What what keeps you inspired and keeps you motivated and, um, you know, kind of keeps your skills sharp, if you will? Mm, uh, I would say, I, I don't, it, it's not, uh, it's it's not movies and it's not sure. books, but I really love uh, video games and I like awesome. the narrative aspects of them. I like seeing uh, how they, they, they tell a story and everything. So yeah, I'd say. Uh, would you Would you ever want to work on a video game maybe in the future? Yeah, I think that would be nice. Yeah, but yeah. I, I always played more video games than I've watched movies. That's awesome. always something that I, I, I would prefer to do. So yeah. I think I would be uh, really happy uh, one day to, to work on that. Yeah. So I guess it's safe to say then that that 
gaming kind of maybe directly or indirectly has sort of motivated or inspired you to kind of pursue the career in animation because I, I you, obviously there's a lot of parallels between gaming animation yeah. and, and, and animation in general right yeah and totally and animation is such a wide uh, uh, there's so much possibility you can do while just animating so uh, at squeeze we already worked on a couple of cinematic for games also so i nice. i've did that a little also so uh, oh, we, awesome. we recently cool. uh we, we worked on a psychonaut 2 uh, recently so oh cool uh, that was super fun to do yeah <laughs> that's awesome that's cool well um this was absolutely a delight to just talk to uh you know an animator that got the opportunity to work on this series um and and just just to learn more insight about you know what inspires you what motivates you and and you know what what really uh, excites you about what you do so thank you so much Genevieve for for taking the time really appreciate it it has been a pleasure thank you <laughs> awesome. Next up, we have Nate's interview with Anthony Danino, a unit director over at Stellar Creative Lab based out in Vancouver, BC. Anthony worked on episode eight, What If Ultron Won? In this interview, Anthony talks about the importance of collaboration and what it means to be part of a team bringing this episode to life. Enjoy. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Uh, and congrats on getting to work on this incredible series uh, for Marvel. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Oh man, cool man. Well, we're, listen, we're we're stoked to uh, to learn a little bit more about what you do and your role on Marvel's first animated series with Disney Plus. So uh, why don't we start there for for all of us who might not know the ins and outs of all the different roles, you know, on an animated production? How would you be able to describe what you do uh, for Marvel's What If? As a unit director at, at Stellar. Um... It's a large role, but uh, in uh, you know, in in a nutshell, um, kind of the big, you know, one of the big things that I, I need to do is um, kind of plug into the 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 team at Marvel, and uh, kind of really understand kind of what they're um, what they're going for with the episode, and kind of uh, really understand you know Brian and the team over there, and the the writers and the directors really understand their uh, their intent. And kind of really get plugged into that, and then it's it's about really shepherding that vision within our team, so that we're kind of all on the same page. And then within our animation studio, it's uh, it's about supervising the team and kind of you know you know coming up with ways that we're actually going to accomplish these uh, kind of bananas ideas that you know the Marvel team has, has come up with. So. I'm sure those ideas were very much bananas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I know we really enjoyed the series on our end, and. Uh, you know, I think, um, you know, as a follow up question, I would love to know, you know, that's how you describe your role. How would your parents describe your role? Of what? <laughs> uh, I think they think I draw. I don't really draw that much. No, I, just <laughs> I, I don't know, actually. I, that's a good question. I'd have to ask them. But uh, it's kind of, a, you know, there's a kind of a barrier, you know, when you talk about animation, it's maybe not as well understood as other kind of filmmaking. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I stream on Twitch and my parents think that I make video games for a living. So, you know, I think yeah. I, I kind of get where you're coming from. Yeah, and so I wanted to kind of go from there. What was your inspiration for pursuing a career in animation? Uh, yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, it's, um, you know, I can't ever really, I was always a fan of animation growing up. I, you know, I can't say that I always wanted to be in animation, but I, I did know I wanted to be in kind of filmmaking of some kind. And I always kind of, you know, whether it was in high school or through college or art school, um, I kind of gravitated towards animation without really having studied it you know, making stop motion films and, and that kind of thing. And I realized kind of what that was, was, um, 
it was a kind of filmmaking that kind of suited my personality. I could do it kind of by myself. I could build my own set and like build a character and, and kind of do that. So once I kind of realized what I'd already been doing, you know, I kind of moved out to Vancouver and I, I um, went to animation school and yeah, it was off to the races from there. History, as they say. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you. Um, I want to know, you know, what, what were the episodes that you worked on specifically? So I worked on uh, What If Ultron 1. We did, we worked on that episode. That's probably my favorite one. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Incredible moments in that episode that just like, I couldn't stop smiling the entire time. So kudos to you on that one. Um, so out of all the episodes though, uh, and this might be a little bit of a tricky one. I know it's kind of like choosing your favorite kid. What was your favorite one that you enjoyed? Uh, was it the one you worked on or maybe another I, one? Um, it's a good question. I do, you know, I do like the one we worked on. I thought we were really lucky to work on that episode. I think it was a, a standout. What if Ultron won? Really happy with the section that we did as well in there. Um, beyond that, um, it's hard not to like the Doctor Strange episodes. Yeah, I think that's really good. And the work Flying Bark did on that is is incredible. I thought it was it was beautiful stuff, especially when it really gets cooking at the end, the final battle. Oh my gosh. With the cape flying around and everything, fighting its own battles. And that was so good. Um, now... Yeah, as this series kind of points out, there is a, a vast multiverse uh, of possibilities out there. If, if you could dive into the multiverse and work on any character or setting from the MCU or Marvel Comics in general, uh, is there any single one that you'd really love to take part in bringing to life? Uh, well, I mean, growing up, Spider-Man was always my favorite character. I would, I would love to do a Spider-Man episode. Yeah. Um, you know, I, he's always got the best group of villains, I think, you know. So I think it'd be kind of interesting to kind of delve into that world a little bit more, but I don't know how, you know, we'll see how it kind of pans out. I don't know what they're going to be doing with those characters. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm hoping that uh, we get to, we get to see more what if for sure. And I hope, I hope to get to see more of your work on what if as well. Um, and so I kind of wanted to ask in terms of animation studios, um, cause I'm, I, I'm a little bit more familiar with like the video game side of things. I know for a lot of studios, it can get pretty intense in terms of work schedules. Um, you know, what are some of the things that bring you back that get you excited uh, about the work that you do when things start to get a little crazy, a little intense? Um, yeah, I mean, when you're kind of in it, uh, you know, and it does get, you know, the hours get long and there is a lot to accomplish, you know, especially on a show like this. Um, you know, it, it's hard to find a better group of people to work with, you know, than, than, than we have. And just, I think it's pretty typical of the industry in, in general is the people are always great. And then just always keep in mind kind of that it is, you know, there is a reward at the end of it, you know, getting to see the, to see the work and, you know, see that it work, uh, looks great. It kind of all goes away once you see it, yeah. you know, kind of all the hours and everything, it kind of, you know, melts in the back, at least my, my mind anyway. No, for sure. I think you get to that space where you're, you're near that finished product and you start to see it like really coming together. It doesn't just feel like ideas anymore. It's, it's really, uh, that's awesome. Very cool. What was, uh, what was maybe the most challenging uh, moment that you had working on this series? Uh, I mean, I think the overall, the biggest challenge is just kind of, is also just the, the coolest part of the show, which is, you know, inherent to the structure, which is just, there's so much happening, right? There's so much going on and every, you know, you're going through so many worlds and so many characters. And then every episode is, you know, a different storyline, different characters. So there's always the variety of challenges is a, is a challenge in and of itself. Like there's so many different powers, there's so many different 
effects you have to come up with, uh, you know, getting honed in on every character, which version of the character is it, you know, so it's like the biggest challenge is the show itself, but that's what also really, really makes it, you know, really challenging it also really great to work on it's really interesting to work on very cool i could imagine like yeah having to deal with all the different movements of the different characters or sort of the the and, and focusing on the ways that they move how easy was it to sort of um emulate that and, and how much did you pull from like inspiration from mcu like the the movies or did you pull from more comic book uh influences for for the animation yeah. I mean, the movies are an obvious um, huge touchstone. It is those characters. It is that world, you know? It's like, you know, variations of them, but it is part of the MCU, and these are the, the same characters. So the movies, you know, we're always starting from a point in the movie, and then we're branching off. Mm -hmm. So the movies are, are, are really kind of what we're, what we're going off of, you know? And then we're working, you know, in an animated world, so we get to kind of exaggerate, you know, a little bit more than you can in live action although the live action has gotten pretty pretty great too you know in terms of how how wild things have gone but yeah the movies are the are the big kind of guiding you know guiding light for the show for sure totally i mean i hear what you say in terms of like the movies being a little bit more like you can do more in animation i think at least right now but the movies are catching up we were talking on our uh review for the finale about like the idea of tentacles coming out of <laughs> Doctor Strange, like what that would really be like to see coming out of Benedict Cumberbatch, like would that really uh, work properly? So getting it to see it this way, uh, almost as like, um, uh, you know, getting to see if it works first visually and then maybe eventually seeing that in live action would be, uh, would be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, cool. cool, man. I'm, I'm seeing the poster for Tokyo Drifter uh, behind you. I wanted <laughs> to ask about some, uh, some inspirations for, for you. Like what, what inspires, you know, the work that you do? Are there any pieces of uh, film? I know you mentioned that you weren't initially getting into animation, um, but were there, you know, is there anything that sort of you always think back to whenever you're looking to uh, achieve your best work? I mean, it's, I mean, it's so varied, right? I mean, <sighs> A big, if we keep it within animation, kind of one of the, the the main things that really kind of blew my mind when I was growing up was was when I saw Akira. That kind of you oh. know changed everything for me. You know, at a certain point, it went from you know something that I was watching. You know, animation was something you watched Saturday morning to like kind of something else. For sure. Yeah. You know, so I always point to that within animation as kind of like you know a pretty big deal for me. Yeah, man. Um, very cool. Uh, okay, lastly, on our podcast, we, we like to discuss whatcha, uh, which is where we just talk about like what we've been watching, what we've been binging, what we've been reading, or what we've been gaming on lately. Okay. Uh, I want to know from Anthony Danino, what have you been watching lately? <laughs> well, I'm, I am, uh, you know, along with everyone else, I am starting the Squid Game. I am uh, you know. <laughs> just, just getting into that. Yeah. Yeah, loving that so far. Um, just watched uh, Midnight Mass. I enjoyed that. Nice. Um, yeah, those are the kind of main ones. And then the, um, you know, here in Vancouver, the film festival is happening now. So I've been kind of uh, delving into that. It's been taking up most of my attention right now. Very cool. Anything you want to recommend for our listeners that they have to check out right now? Because everyone's already watching Squid Game, dude. Yeah, I know. Everyone's got the, the good, you know, the, the yeah. popular ones already. Um, I, know, I did just watch Demon Slayer, the show. Oh, sick. Uh, I've been told that that's a good one. Yeah, I, I would recommend that. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I had a really great time with that. I just I just got up with it recently. So I know that it's old news to a lot of people. But uh, yeah. for sure. well, I think for and you know what? I think it's interesting, especially after 
Star Wars Visions came out, I think a lot of people are starting to get more into anime. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's great to hear. Well, Anthony, thank you so much uh, for joining us. I can't wait to see what you work on next. Um, and you have yourself a great rest of your evening. All right. Thanks a lot, Nate. Thank you. Finally, we have Kev's interview with Stephen Wong, a background artist also from Stellar Creative Labs in Vancouver, BC. Stephen also worked on episode eight, What If Ultron Won? And in this interview, he shares one of his favorite backgrounds he designed for the episode among the many that he took part in. Enjoy. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us. We're absolutely thrilled to have you. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me today. I'm really excited. Uh, we're, we're just really excited to talk to somebody who worked on a show that we've absolutely loved. And uh, we're just dying to know a bit more about what you do and how you've contributed to such a fantastic show. So for those of us who might uh, not know the specific details of the various roles that go into developing an animated production, what exactly is the role of a background artist? Um, so as a background artist, we are um, mainly first um, drawing 2D layouts where we kind of define the perspective uh, action sizes of objects in each shot. And then um, we also paint in um, these roughs and try to push the cinematic lighting in um, the shots. Um, for What If, uh, we are really inspired by um, the classic American illustrator style. So um, it was really fun to push these backgrounds in that style and um, yeah, creating interesting shots. Fantastic. Now you mentioned the classic uh, American style. Is there any specific um, inspiration that you had going into this? Um, one of the big ones is uh, JC Leindecker where the show is basically kind of a huge homage to uh, his illustrator style where there's uh, interesting shapes within um, even like a flat plane wall. And we're trying to create uh, a background that is really interesting, but at the same time, not kind of stand out too much from the characters. Yeah, that must be a tough balance to not have anything distract from the central action, but also making it uh, interesting to look at and everything. Yeah. Um, now, looking at your portfolio on ArtStation, uh, a lot of your work are these incredible landscapes of fantastical and sci-fi worlds. What were some of your inspirations growing up and what motivated you not just to aspire to become an artist, but to specifically focus on scenery and landscapes versus perhaps a more character-focused perspective? Um, I actually originally wanted to become a concept artist for games and um, environment is a big part for me because uh, growing up I was always inspired by uh, Ghibli films and like be amazed by their uh, environments and through building a portfolio that is um, aiming to become an environment concept artist I was able to transition in the animation studio. And uh, I'm really grateful. Oh, that's amazing, uh, especially because this episode features so many unique and different environments as we're going on this journey with not just the Ultron character, but then in the big fight sequence in our in our climax there. Um, you know, we visit an array of familiar Marvel locales, including Asgard, the Sovereign, Ego, Sakaar, Xandar, uh, and even a KGB warehouse that Clint says reminds him of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, which of mm -hmm. these locations or environments did you work on and did you have a favorite? Um, I worked on 
um, pretty a pretty large amount of them. Uh, one of my favorites is actually the Sandar shot where the drones are descending from the sky. Um, this is one of my first environments that I did for the show, and I think it really stuck with me. Yeah, it was it was amazing. There's so many breathtaking shots in this episode. Uh, now, I'm going to get a bit sneaky here because there were also a few locations that we haven't seen in the MCU, uh, but some fans have said reminded them of familiar locations from another popular Disney universe. Those locations would be Mustafar and Felucia from the Star Wars galaxy. Would you be able to confirm that uh, we might have seen these places in the show? Um, I, unfortunately, I'm not able to confirm because I didn't work on those backgrounds. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. I, I respect the, uh, the, the answer there. Um, were you a fan of Marvel growing up? Um, and have you been a fan of the MCU over the last 12 years? Yeah, I've absolutely been, been a fan. Um, I watch every single Marvel movies that came out. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, Thor as a, as a character. I think his development over the movies is absolutely incredible. And I can't wait to see uh, Love and Thunder coming coming up this year. That's definitely one of my most anticipated movies as well. And so that must have been cool then to uh, get to have that one scene in Asgard there as, as Ultron's sort of uh, doing his reign of terror. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are there any uh, locales or environments that you didn't have a chance to work on here that you would like to in perhaps a future episode of What If or even in a different capacity? Mm, nothing really comes up to mind for now, but um just overall i would like to do some huge wide environment opening shots uh, one of the shots that i work on is the opening shot where black black widow spike goes to into like a rune city um that was really fun and i would like to do more of those if i have the uh, chance that was a, a beautiful shot even as much as it was a devastating shot as well when you see that destruction but it was so fantastic um are there any other properties that you're a fan of or were inspired by that you would like to work on to, to create environments for? Um, one of the big inspirations for me is uh, actually League of Legends. It's not a movie per se, but um, uh, growing up when it came out, it was a really big influence for me uh, in terms of my artistic career. And it would be really cool to work on something for them. Absolutely. And you mentioned that uh, your your initial sort of uh, uh, target goal was to get into video games. And so that's obviously the uh, a motivator for you moving forward. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Um, you know, it was just fantastic to, to sort of get to know how you contributed to such a wonderful project. Uh, I have to say episode eight was my absolute favorite of the show. And considering how much we enjoyed the entire show, that says a lot. And so, and I really do think that your work in bringing these environments to life really contributed a lot to that. So thank you for that. Thank you. I'm a bit biased, but that episode is one of my favorites as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't blame you at all. Thank you very much for giving us the time to uh, learn a, bit, a little bit more about what you do. No, thank you. Well, that does it for us. A huge thanks to the Disney Canada PR team for helping set up these interviews and giving us access to do so. 
We're humbled to be asked to take part in this and to chat with animators who worked on this amazing series. It means a lot. So thanks so much. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show and let us know your thoughts, you can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or you can reach out on Twitter at GeekcentricYT or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Keep in mind, we have a ton of other episodes covering other content for you to enjoy, including our recently wrapped Watch Club for Marvel Studios' What If, with our spoiler-filled breakdown for the finale live now, along with all the past episodes available so you can watch and listen and hear our thoughts. Plus, we were joined by our regular guest and Marvel comic expert, Darcy Hudson. And we also had our friend Megan Clara on for our episode six review. So give those a listen if you haven't already. Also, if you want to hear some more interviews, well, we have some other ones for you to enjoy. We have our interview with Monroe Chambers, actor on the video game Watchdog Legion. We also have my interview with my friend Andy Horowitz, a Hollywood producer, sharing his insights on the industry. And we have Nate's interview with Mishna Wolf, writer of Werewolves Within, which, because it's the spooky month, you should 100% check that film out, Werewolves Within, uh, available on Netflix right now. So kind of a perfect storm of everything coming together here so uh, i'll put the links in the show notes for, for all of the episodes that i just referenced and you know what if all of that is just old for you well we got new stuff around the corner thanks again to our guests genevieve debien anthony Danino, and stephen wong for joining us we appreciate you and until next time peace <laughs> <laughs>